you're about to enter into a new world of knowledge, curiosities, and high strangeness. This is a podcast of Straight Up Strange Productions. The Happily Ever Haunted podcast may contain graphic content that may include sexual violence, suicide, or murder. Listener discretion is advised. back to happily ever haunted this is nope this is bailey i mean it is bailey okay are we gonna leave that no i mean you can start over <laughs> we'll leave it okay okay well i'm milton <laughs> and this is the podcast where we tell you stories of the strange and unusual and where we also have strange and unusual interactions you know it's been a long day it's monday we're recording this it on is monday. a whole ass monday a whole ass Monday. <laughs> you know? It's been okay. It's been But weird. it's Monday, so it's never, like, great. <laughs> <laughs> it's not wonderful. So, we are coming at y'all with another spooky cocktail. Ooh. Look at you. Filled in your... I filled in for you, because you didn't do your job. You know what? You bitch every time. <laughs> every time. <laughs> um, Look, we had... We had uh, a fan request to make more mouth sounds. I'm just filling in. <laughs> Who requested that? Our number one fan, oh. of course. The <laughs> A1 Day One, of course. More mouth sounds. Um, so we, we're going to make this an ASMR. I, I guess so. Let's, let's just do it. Wait till I sip on this cocktail. Do it for the brand. <laughs> tell, tell us about this spooky cocktail you yes. have for us. This cocktail that Bailey is sipping on. Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> I'm sorry, y'all. <laughs> and this was the ASMR part of the show. <laughs> that, like, really fucked up my teeth. <laughs> <laughs> Your sensitive teeth? Yes. <laughs> oh. Sensodyne. Um, so, yes. Today... Uh, for our second drink of Spooktober, uh, our drink is going to be the White Russian, but we put a little twist on it. Uh, we actually uh, blended it, so it's kind of like a frozen White Russian. Dare I say a frozen Russian? A Frappuccino A Russian. Frappuccino Russian? A Frapp Russian. A frapp- oh, that doesn't Frappy fra- French Russian? I don't know. But Oh no, just go with it. We're running with that. Anyway, yes. So, yeah, we made it a frozen drink instead of the traditional cocktail. And so to make the traditional white Russian, you would need uh, two ounces of vodka, one ounce of Kahlua, and then a splash of heavy cream. Uh, But for our frozen cocktail, we actually doubled the recipe. So we did four, four ounces of vodka two ounces of Kahlua, and then we added uh, a little bit of more heavy cream than normal. Do you want to tell everybody why we made it frozen? Um, so, yeah, we made it frozen because uh, uh, Bailey had the great idea of uh, throwing a cool little design on it, but... You can go see it on our social medias. Yes. 
So <laughs> you got a little surprise when this episode comes out. So yeah, so basically just mix all the ingredients together, throw it in a blender with some ice, mix it up, and you create this smooth cocktail. Uh, we've actually just tried it since this is our second time recording this. Uh, what did you think of it, Bailey? Um, okay, so it's it's strong. Yes, it is strong. Uh, fair warning. Uh, enjoy responsibly. Uh, because this is straight up literally two ounces of vodka and Kahlua and then a touch of cream. So <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah, it's very strong, but I don't hate it. Yeah, I'm, I I like it. I see if it's grown on you because I know if at first you were like, oh, my God. Yeah, <laughs> I have a truly too, so don't worry. You got a truly. Yeah, we drink White Claws. Right? No, you I'm don't kidding. even drink White Claws. I haven't had a White Claw. Oh. I haven't fully had a white claw. You haven't had a white claw that you can remember. Okay, okay yeah. That's yeah. Okay, hold on. I wanna I wanna watch what Mir put in the group text. And another little surprise we had for this month is that we started Bailey's Macabre Minute. So if you didn't listen to that, we're releasing those every Tuesday where I'm bringing you creepy haunted history facts. Yes. <laughs> this uh this week I discussed the history of Rissa Annie. Ooh, yeah. It's going to be exciting. Yeah. So So, go listen. Yes. If you haven't listened, check it out. It's going to be good stuff. Okay. Before you get into your story, I just got to crack a cold one with the boys. (laughs) Oh, my God. The whole time I was like, oh, fuck. Please don't come off. Please don't come off to my nails. (laughs) (laughs) Your your, uh, glued on nails. Don't talk shit, okay? (laughs) Look, okay, so, all right, another sidebar before we get into this. So, Bailey's been, Bailey's been calling me basic for, like, a week, you know, um, and I don't appreciate it. <laughs> I don't appreciate it. <laughs> I don't appreciate it. it. Just because I am a fan of pumpkin um, spice frappuccinos, <laughs> pumpkin spice items in general. Because pumpkin, pumpkin spice, spice pumpkin spice is delicious. It's so good. Don't shade me for liking. No, good it's delicious. Stuff. I just am laughing. Calling me basic. At least I don't wear Uggs. I don't either. So, anyways, I just don't want to be basic. Uh, <laughs> Tell me all about what you're talking about. So this episode, uh, we are going to Oklahoma. Oh, you the, mean North North Texas? Yes, North North Texas. <laughs> The OK state, <laughs> which is very unfortunate that the first two letters of the state is OK. I think that's like why they made that the slogan. I understand. It's just like we're the average state. To be fair, they have great hiking. They have pretty good casinos. I won $800 in Oklahoma. Y'all know what I won? Not a goddamn thing. That was great. That was a great night. And Not then, And then... Thing. We pulled up to Whataburger and it was so fucking good. It was a great night. We didn't get home till like four or five in the morning. I gave you my money to win something and you came back with nothing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So after, so I had my money and I won big time, obviously. I never win. Bailey didn't win anything and uh, the friend we went with didn't win anything. And then Bailey was like, hey, come flip my money. And I did not do it. (laughs) And then I started playing this really fun, with my last $40, I started playing this really fun game. And I got up 
but I didn't realize how I was playing it. Do you remember that game? It was like a brick clearing. Yeah. Game. And then I lost all my money. Yeah. Because you were just you were just betting like all this money. I'm like Bailey, what are you I doing? Didn't know how it works? And she's like, I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> I'm just breaking blocks. <laughs> like, oh my god. And I'm, I'm like watching. And I'm like watching all the money like leave, and I'm like, this girl's gonna go broke on this one game. <laughs> Because he couldn't have said something to me beforehand. Because I was trying to figure it out myself. But then once I figured it out, you're just like, it's too late. I'm doing this. Great hiking. Yes, great hiking. Great place to lose your money. Me and Milton almost got ran over by a buffalo there, too. Yeah. Almost. And my sister. But anyway, the reason we're in Oklahoma today is for the Stone Lion Inn Bed and Breakfast. Oh. Yes. So, I'm just going to jump in. Good old B&B. Yes, going to jump in here. So, the Stone Lion Inn Bed and Breakfast is located in Guthrie, Oklahoma. Guthrie, Oklahoma is located 32 miles north of Oklahoma City. The inn is a 1907 Victorian mansion that has been restored to its grandeur and converted into a luxurious place to stay. Stone Line Inn offers six guest rooms, each beautifully decorated in a different theme. Uh, but I will say that the rooms are like all like pretty much two theme, like the Victorian theme. Like they're all going to be like kind of rustic. I guess um, that's the word for it. Very Lizzie Borden. <laughs> yes, yes. Go back and listen to that episode. That's the first episode, wasn't it? Yeah. 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 That was our first episode. Throwback. Sixteen weeks ago. Yes. Throwback Thursday. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> so private bathrooms are offered for each room, and some feature antique claw-footed bathtubs. So the house was built by Frederick Ernest or F. E. Who okay, so I thought it was Houghton. Houghton. But some people say Houghton. Oh, is it Houghton? It looks like Houghton. So well, I mean, some people say Durant, so Because it's fucking Durant. <laughs> no, it's not. It is. I swear to God, it's so, fucking Durant, okay. Texas. Or not right. Texas, Oklahoma. Shit, yeah. I don't even have my states right. <laughs> so where one of the casinos, the big casinos in town, is in Durant, Oklahoma. It's in Durant, Oklahoma. But, yeah, obviously there's a tomato-tomato situation happening here. So, please need your input on this. So, I was talking to one of my friends that lives in Hugo, Oklahoma. And I was like, hey, because we were talking about Oklahoma. And I was like, by the way, how do you pronounce Durant? And she was like, Durant. And I was like, thank you, because my husband swears up and down that's durant but you're also from dallas i'm from like a bordering town of the red river that's how everybody there pronounces it swear to god i believe you it's just wrong <laughs> no one says kevin durant that's not his name it's durant okay then but it's durant oklahoma <laughs> god <laughs> so uh fe i'm gonna say hooten because I think that's right. Uh, F.E. Hooten to hold his rather large family. He was a wealthy man, but he needed somewhere for him, his wife, and 12 children to stay. That's a lot of fucking kids. <laughs> so Hooten, so when are we going to start working on 12 kids? Uh, Never. <laughs> Come on. 12 kids could be fun. We could have our own TLC show. 
I don't want the teal. Like, <laughs> I'm. You gotta, but I. I feel like you have to believe that there is more than like these one or two families that get a TV show. <laughs> there has to be so many more people that have a similar situation. And they're just struggling, bus like just struggle bus in this way. We could be the cheaper by the dozen TV show. <laughs> I don't know about all that. I don't, I don't have the energy for 12 kids. <laughs> Same. Um, so Hooten bought the land next to their old house and built this large, uh, this larger mansion for the growing family. Baby, we moving. Where to next door? <laughs> right. Hey, you see this plot of land over here? We're building our next house. Um, the mansion has an area of 8,000 square feet. And has four floors. Each floor uh, is 2,000 square feet. Look, you can put three kids on a floor. Yeah. Okay. I know math. You're welcome. Good job. <laughs> Good job for that basic division. Uh, by the time the mansion was finished, it was worth $11,900. In what year? Uh, 1907. Okay, and how much is that today money? Uh, so which is approximately over three hundred ten thousand dollars. Okay, you can buy an okay house for that money, but not a four story house for that money. I mean, that's how much it costs today. The four story house? Yes. Or eleven thousand dollars. It was eleven thousand dollars in nineteen oh seven. No, I'm saying, like, if you had three hundred ten dollars trying to buy a four build a four story house, it wouldn't happen today. Oh no, no, no! But like, you could buy that. I'm saying no, that the house it. is cheap. <laughs> the could, house it would is be cheap. dilapidated. Oh well, it was restored. I'm sure it's. I'm sure it's worth more since it's been renovated. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, all right, tapping into the HGTV uh, knowledge that we have here. Y'all, I'm not watching any more HGTV. <laughs> all I'm watching is The Hills and Criminal Minds. By the way, yes, a Criminal Minds is such a good show. Um, but yeah, so you have to guess that. You know, it has to be worth more than $310,000 since it's been renovated, since money's been put into it. Um, I guess I would I would love it. I wouldn't list it <laughs> if I had a choice. Okay. I don't know. I don't know if I want to. I like ranches. I'm a big ranch kind of gal. Mm-hmm. I don't want to have to go up four flights of stairs. Uh, true. True. So... The Hooten family eventually left that house and it became a boarding school Hooten. and later a funeral home in the 1920s. Oh, fucking K. <laughs> right. Uh, in 1986, the property was purchased by Betty Luker and her family. They proceeded to renovate the building, restoring the Victorian charm and converting it to a bed and breakfast. Like I mentioned before, the bed and breakfast has six suites. It also has a library, a parlor, a parlor three fireplaces, an oak-paneled dining room that can seat 10, a 200-year-old French kitchen, and multiple sitting rooms. Oh, my God. This is a beautiful fucking house. Yes, it's gorgeous. (gasps) Oh, my God. It kind of looks like um, one of the funeral one of the two funeral homes in my hometown. Oh, yeah. It does. Yeah. I fucking love that funeral home. Oh, there you go. My mom used to date a dude that lived there. At the funeral home? Well, yeah. He was the funeral director, and he drove a hearse. Like, as his regular car. I don't know how I feel about that. <laughs> Look, Bev That's, has lived an inter- interesting I life. I don't know how I feel. Your how would you feel if I was driving in a hearse? Hearse? Hearse. Isn't it a hearse? 
No, it's hearse. H e a r s e. Oh, hearse. Hearse. I thought it was a hearse. Not like hearse text. <laughs> I wouldn't date you. You wouldn't date me with no. the hearse. No. What if it was like a tricked out hearse? Like you putting bodies in the back of it? No, no, no. I mean, we clap. No, it's funny. I ain't oh go my there. god. <laughs> <laughs> I go like, there. I'll leave that one. If it was like an old school one, maybe. Those are cool. <laughs> Hold on, I'll I'll have to figure it out. Figure out what? The hearse. Okay. I'll send you a picture. Okay. And then I'll put it on the social media. Yes. So with the building that's that stood for over 100 years, there must be something spooky going on, right? Okay, of course. Of course. Otherwise, I wouldn't be talking about it. Of course, of course. So of course, of course. enter the Ghost Adventures crew. Ooh. We got Zach Bay inside. <laughs> Always. <laughs> so, it's Bacon's. So, season 13, episode 1 of Ghost Adventures brought Zach Bagans to Oklahoma to investigate the Stone Line Inn. Before anything spooky is covered, I want to highlight something I previously mentioned. So, the house was a funeral home before it was the current bed and breakfast. Okay. All right, Bailey. I see nothing wrong with that. There's a picture. Uh, I think it's the second picture. On my little document there. With the stairs? Yes. The original embalming table is casually sitting next to the entrance of the inn. You know, I didn't even realize it was an embalming table. (laughs) (laughs) If that isn't weird, I don't know what is. See, what struck my fancy was the little Egyptian tomb. Yeah, and I may get to that. Okay, Okay, I think there's a reason why it's there, but I'm not sure. I'm not sure if this is related. Didn't um the monsters drive drive a hearse? They did. I thought that didn't the Adams family too. No, I don't know what they drove. Or did they drive like a like a Model T type thing? I don't fucking know. <laughs> Why are you asking me questions? I don't Look, know I just thought you would know. It's common knowledge about no, the Adams family. No, I don't family. feel like I ever saw the Adams family in a in a car. Well, I mean the movie. Anyway, oh, well, I wasn't a big fan of the movie. I mean, like they're digress. cool, but like the movie was great. I the, thought in the animated movies, they're in a hearse. Now, to the ghost. The first ghost I want to cover is one of the the, the Hutton children. The what? Nothing. What? Egyptian tomb. No, it's uh one of the Hutton children. Irene Hutton, age eight, died when the maid gave her the wrong medication to combat the child's whooping cough. Oh, no. It is believed that she died from an overdose of the cough syrup of the day, heavily laced with opium and codeine. The Hooten children were off, were known to sneak into the third floor playroom in the middle of the night to play with their toys. This coincides with the third floor being the most active place in the house. One of Betty Luger's children kept his toys in the same toy box in the storage closet. He would always put up his toys after playing with them because he's a good kid. I wish our dog would. <laughs> I wish our dog did too. But she's still a good girl. Um, around 10 p.m., a child's footsteps could be heard on the back staircase, which goes up to the third floor playroom. Fucking and, hate that. And the door opening to the playroom. Uh, Every time, the Lukers would find the boys' toys all over the playroom floor. It is believed that Irene is the reason for this. This continued to happen even when Betty Luker 
put a lock on the closet. Footsteps of a child can be heard pattering up and down the stairways. A child is also known to bother guests by touching their face or tugging on their feet. Guests also get the feeling that a child is lost and looking for their parents when staying at the inn as well. While the renovation project was going on, unexplained noises were heard. Loud footsteps were reported coming from the back staircase in the early hours of the morning. Doors would open and close by themselves, and the police were often called upon for fear uh, that there were intruders. F.E. Hooten has been seen many times throughout the house, huffing and puffing on his tobacco pipe, even though there is a no smoking policy in the inn. He don't give a fuck. (laughs) He gives no fucks. Guests have also reported smelling cigar smoke in the inn as well. A male apparition has been seen in the basement area. Also, various other male entities have been seen by the housekeeping staff. But, Bailey, probably the most interesting story of Stoneline Inn is the ghost of Elmer McCurdy. I thought you were going to say Elmer Fudd. (laughs) The ghost of Elmer Fudd. The ghost of Elmer Fudd. I saw that silly rabbit. Um... It's a El- rabbit season. <laughs> <laughs> Elmer McCurdy was a thief and he held up a train for not much of a reward. Uh, do you want to take a guess of how much he got from the train he held up? A quarter. Wait, what year was it? Uh, People don't really hold up trains anymore. 1911. Two quarters. No. Four dollars. Nope. More or less? More. Eleven dollars. Alright, so <sighs> Okay, I guess I wasn't fucking close. I mean no, no, not at all. <laughs> um so he attempted to rob a train in Oklahoma and only got two jugs of whiskey and forty eight dollars, which is oh. approximately thirteen hundred dollars. Oh, okay, that's quite a bit. That's not quite a bit. Thirteen hundred dollars? From a train? Full of people? Look, money's money. I mean, I understand money's money, but that's not a lot. Okay. So, McCurdy... I wouldn't turn down $1,300 today, though. I I understand that. I'm just saying. Would you... St- I w- Don't ask me if I would hold up a train for $1,300. Like, would you hold up a bank for $1,300? No. I, wouldn't, I would never hold up a bank. I'm too pretty to go to prison. I would never make... I'm only pretty if I have my makeup... Oh, God. Oh, yeah. Okay. Could you imagine me? Could you imagine? Yes. I feel like you'd be fine. Oh, God. So, anyway. Would you come visit me, though? Oh, well, duh, yeah. Oh, (laughs) true love. Of course. So, uh, McCurdy proceeded to get into a a standoff with the police and was eventually shot and killed. Oh, Jesus. However. However. The most fucked up part of this is the mortician mummified his body instead of properly preparing him to be put to rest. Is that is that who's in the Egyptian tomb? Uh I don't know. Like Bailey, <laughs> I did not I up. did not look that up. Oh. Uh so it could be correlated, I'm not sure. He proceeded to the mortician proceeded to use the corpse as a spectacle, charging people to see quote the bandit who wouldn't give up. Oh my 
God. The corpse would then go across the country from carnivals to amusement parks and multiple circuses. From my research, people believed this to be a prop until an incident occurred, which resulted in in a part of the arm falling off the corpse. Oh my God. Yes. So then, after the body was examined again, McCurdy was laid to rest in Guthrie Summit View Cemetery. For context, McCurdy died on October 7th, 1911. He wasn't buried until April 1977. Wait, when did he die? April, I mean, October 7th, 1911, and he wasn't buried until April 1977. 66 fucking years? He went around amusement parks and carnivals for 66 years. Wait, hold on. I gotta do some simple math on my calculator real quick. 2020. Minus 1977. Bro, that's almost when my, one of my sisters was born. Oh, really? Yeah. Damn. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, so the dude, yeah, he unfortunately was used and abused. And, uh, Bless his heart. Yeah. So that's not that's not cool at all. That's not great. Uh, so you're probably... <laughs> So, you're probably wondering what the fuck this has to do with anything. What the fuck does it have to do with anything? So, the Stone Lion Inn holds a murder mystery dinner every weekend since oh, it's been open. Uh, it apparently it's a huge one. It like it the murder mystery accommodates up to like 40 guests. So, yeah, pretty big. Um I want to do that for my dirty 30. Okay. Uh, Betty Luger created the murder mystery story to include Elma McCurdy. And when she first created the end, she was accused of performing rituals, devil worshiping, and conjuring the dead. I mean, same, yeah. The cemetery where Elma McCurdy is buried is a nine minute drive from the inn. Okay. Is that not weird? Like, it's. So she generates a murder mystery story involving a guy that literally just, for the relatively just got buried, and and now, I guess let me go ahead and keep going. I just feel like coincidences happen sometimes. I just I don't. His ghost haunts the the inn. Well, maybe maybe he came to her in a dream and was like, "Hey, have a murder mystery party about this." And she didn't realize it. You know? What if it she's what if it's all subconscious? Uh I don't think it's subconscious. Okay, whatever. Um <gasps> I think just it all lined up too well to be a coincidence. You know? Sure. And <laughs> thanks for like I okay. Agree I to need, disagree. <laughs> I think it's not a coincidence. I think there's something there. So you think she got a Ouija board and talked to him? No, 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 no. I don't think that. <laughs> I just think that the fact that she included this guy in a murder mystery story completely unprovoked and like and just happens to be around the corner from this cemetery and she gets accused of doing all this shady shit and she doesn't there uh from the Ghost Adventures episode, she acts also very shady. Oh. And 
That's not great. I just, I, there's something there that's really fucking well, weird. Well, you didn't say she was shady. I know, but you didn't, you just didn't give me a chance. You were just like, no, you're wrong. <laughs> I don't believe you. It's just a coincidence. It's fine. It's fine. But I think something weird is happening. Yeah, definitely go back. If you have Hulu, go back and watch episode, season 13, episode one of Ghost Adventures. It's fucking weird. She's really like the. I don't say she's weird, but she gives me the heebie-jeebies. Did, is that what you were watching today? Yes. Huh. Now I want to go back and watch it. So, yeah. And it's suspected that he haunts Dan and that he's uh he causes some weird occurrences to happen there as well. Well, maybe he does. So... Uh, like I mentioned, the Ghost Adventure, uh, Ghost Adventures delves deeper into this, uh, into this theory that I have and other weird occurrences, which you can find on Hulu or travelchannel.com. The inn is currently open and encourages visitors to interact with their ghost. Uh, wear a mask if you're going to go. Yeah. So basically (laughs) if you want to go, if you're going to go and stay, try to find some ghosts Follow COVID nineteen guidelines. Wear a mask. And take that's a Ouija board. Let us know how it was. Don't don't take a Ouija. Board. Take a Ouija board. Take a po- pocket Ouija board thing. Let us know how. That's it was. a thing. Yeah. I'm gonna buy you one for Christmas. No, no it's okay. Santa will give you one no. in your stocking. It's fine. It's fine. It. I wish you fucking would. <laughs> I'm gonna burn it. You get on my fucking. <laughs> or I'm gonna put it in a grill or something. I was I about know. to say, can you put it outside? <laughs> I'm gonna burn it. I don't. I don't play with that. <laughs> Santa will bring me one. That's how we're gonna be gone to. Uh, so <laughs> our references are hauntedrooms.com, bls.gov, uh, ghost travelok.com, travelchannel.com. OKPRI.com and Wikipedia.org. You know, I really think they have fun with OK. Yeah. Because, you know, the OK state. Are you ready for my spooky story? My tumultuous tell? My titillating tell? I am. I was thinking of like spooky words and I couldn't come up with any. I don't have my thesaurus on me. So today I'll be telling you all about the Haunted Wow Lunatic Asylum uh, or Carrington Psychiatric Hospital. It was located in Auckland, New Zealand. I picked this because we got a lot of new listeners recently from New Zealand. So I was like, let me pick something from there. Shout out to New Zealand. Thanks. Really want to go there. Apparently it's really gorgeous. Yes. So it was Auckland's first psych- uh, psychiatric hospital. Architectural plans were submitted in 1863 for the hospital. Construction began in 1865, and then it opened in 1869. Giggity. Two fires happened in the hospital in 1877. The second one was started by a patient and demolished the whole building. Another patient was burned alive in the fire, and her burned remains were found in the rubble afterwards. So the fire shouldn't have burned uh, out of control like it did because the hospital was located near Oakley Creek and um, 
it supplied the water and Oakley Creek, like, so on the land, it had a spring and a waterfall and everything. So there should have been like an abundance of water supplied to the hospital. And so there's accusations that the city council had the turn, uh, the water turned off to the hospital. Bum, bum, bum. So, so they're saying that since there was so much water around that the fire shouldn't have gotten to the point where it, it burned someone alive. Well, that it burned the whole hospital down. Right. Um, because, like, the water sources were right there. It's not like it was coming from a well in town or anything. It's coming from right there. Like, there's no reason that the water shouldn't have been able to get there and the water wasn't able to get there. Oh, okay. Yeah. Does that make sense? And this is 1869? 1877. 1877. Yes. Okay. So there's no, like, modern-day, like, sprinkler system, system or irrigation system or anything like that. It's just like I guess I'm confused about how how the the water get shut off. I don't know. I wasn't there. <laughs> I'm not quite sure. If there's water that close, I don't know. I don't know. Okay, just just listen. Just enjoy my story, okay? <laughs> Sorry, I'm engaging your mind. Fuck. Um. So they rebuilt the uh the hospital, uh bigger in the site that the uh, original hospital was, the new hospital was a two-story brick building, so a little bit smaller than your uh, house. But it's it, a tiny house compared to my house. <laughs> no. It was a two-story brick building with three wings. Um, and, of course, it had a maze of tunnels that ran beneath it because what hospital doesn't? Dr. Thomas Aiken served as the medical superintendent for 10 years between 1869 and 1879. Then uh, Dr. T.R. King took over until 1891. When he had to step down because of his health. Following this, Dr. Gray Hassel took over. During all of this, there was approximately 900 patients at the hospital at any given time. About eight deaths were recorded each year. By December 1900, there were 494 patients, and of them, 306 of them were males and 188 of them were females, so mainly males. There were 52 employees, and so the ratio was roughly if all the employees were like, specifically like doctors and nurses it was 10 to 1 but i'm assuming some of those employees were like front desk so on 10 to 1 yeah 10 10 patients to one person oh fuck yeah that's a lot that's bad but i, I think that's fair fairly uh normal okay i feel like um i don't know just that just seems like a lot especially back in the day yeah um during the typhoid outbreak in 1922, 60 patients died in that one year alone due to typhoid. By the 1950s, the hospital had changed names a handful of times. Are you ready? Yes. So, we have the WOW Lunatic Asylum, Lunatic Asylum at the WOW, Auckland Lunatic Asylum, Avondale Lunatic Asylum, Avondale Hospital, Oakley Hospital, Carrington Psychiatric Hospital, and, and then in 1959, they changed it to Auckland Mental Health Hospital. <laughs> so many name changes. So many. It's like, they're like uh, doing the ditty. That's not my name. Okay. Sorry. Uh, by the 60s, the employees were working 60 hours a week with only one day off. Wow. Yeah. They didn't know what work-life balance was. Oh, uh, no. <laughs> I don't think so either. No. 
It was eventually named the Avondale Mental Asylum, then transformed into the Oakley Hospital in 1962 after merging with the Carrington Hospital. This quote-unquote new hospital had a men's forensics unit and general psychiatric ward. After this merger, the hospital had 600 beds. In 1972, the Auckland Hospital Board gained control of the hospital. So along with the hospital and the waterfall I already told you about, you know, there was also a 200-acre farm that was attached to the asylum. The hospital used it for recreation and fresh veggies. I, there's a picture on the drive of it. The farm had crops, cows, chickens, and pigs. Part of the land was turned into an experimental sewage farm. And I don't know what the fuck that is. But it doesn't sound great. It doesn't sound great for history. In 1986, there were plans to turn a wing of the hospital into a medical security prison. However, those plans never came to fruition because of a lot of back push on it. Put, nope. <laughs> in 1986, there were plans to turn a wing of the hospital into a medical security prison. However, those plans never came to fruition because of a lot of pushback on the plans. Okay, so back to the sewage farm thing. Um, because that's what we're all interested. Because that's that's really the question right now. Um, sewage farms use sewage for irrigation and fertilizing agricultural land. The practice is common in warm, arid climates where irrigation is valuable, while sources of fresh water are scarce. So basically, they just use sewage in the place of regular clean water, and somehow okay. that works. Great. Mm. It's organic. <laughs> so one of my friends just got a big, um, I don't know what kind of plant she got. I don't know. She didn't get a monster. She just got a big plant, though. And um, I told her, I was like, just leave it in the pot that it came in until it outgrows it. Like, it's fine in the pot that it came in. Because she was like, I don't know what kind of soil. And the guy told me to just put some horse shit in it. Like, straight up. Just <laughs> <laughs> He was like, it'll grow great in some horse shit, which I don't. Like, I don't disagree because it is great fertilizer, but I don't want my apartment smelling like horse like shit. Like shit? Yeah. <laughs> At all. At all. Just like, oh man, I can't imagine. <laughs> I feel like you, it'd be like a situation where like you'd, ha like you'd put too much being like, oh, I need all the nutrients. And then it's just like a consistent shit smell for like there, months. There's not enough poopery in the world. <laughs> not enough. So, in 1992, the hospital closed its doors. The pil uh, the building the building the building was then purchased by Ca uh, Carrington Polytech. In 1994, they remodeled the building, then reopened the Unitech Institute of Technology School of Architecture and Design. Oh. So it was a mental health hospital and then a college. Full Still circle. a college. Kind of. Is it? <laughs> <laughs> so the school contains obviously classrooms art studios computer labs cafeterias lecture halls and libraries so like i said they had remodeled them but they had kept all the old stairwells the same mm -hmm. guess what else they left untouched what the tunnels the tunnels of course <laughs> which can still be seen through metal grates in the ground oh no <laughs> And then you're just going to look down one day. It's going to be Pennywise. Right. Hey, Georgie. 
y'all, he talks to Frankie in that voice and I can't stand it. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking can't stand it. Um, it is believed hundreds of people died here while the hospital was open. This includes the ones that I mentioned above and some deaths that were blamed on the poor sanitation of the hospital. A warden that was stabbed to death by a patient with a pitchfork. And Thomas Meredith, who was a patient at the hospital who completed suicide by hanging himself with his belt from a tree, but his body was not found until two weeks later. Oh, what the fuck? Yeah. And then um, there was another, I didn't get a lot of details about this, but there was another suicide as well, and they didn't find that guy till much later as well. Um, the most recent death in the hospital was in 1982. This was the death of Michael Wantine who died after receiving electroconvulsive uh, treatment. So he got electric <laughs> shock therapy? Yeah, basically. And then died from it? Yeah. Wow. You know they still do that today, though? Uh, yeah, I mean, that was 1982. That's pretty recent. Um, so there has been multiple reports of paranormal activity at the hospital or college. College, no. <laughs> <laughs> Employees and students at the university regularly experience the lights flickering, seeing shadows moving around the hallways, the sounds of clanging keys, hearing the door slamming when the rooms are empty. Students, only students, often report the feeling of being shoved in the stairwells. Oh. Most people who visit the school report uh, the feeling of being watched while they're there. A lot of people re- also report the feeling of being uneasy or nauseous when uh, when they're in the building. Music has been reported playing, but the source can never be found. That would drive me up a fucking wall. Mm-hmm. Also wonder, like, if it was just, like, period music or if it's, like... No, just... it's period music of, like, that time. Yeah, okay. Yeah. That's what I was wondering. I, was like, I can't answer that question. I got you. <laughs> well, good job. <laughs> Um, scratches can be heard against the window, like the outdoor window. And then curtains can be seen blowing when the windows are closed. No? Like someone walked through it? Like someone walked by? Oh, yeah, that or like there's a breeze and the windows are closed. I don't know how that... It's a ghost. I don't fucking know. (laughs) (laughs) Shit. I'll let you know. It seems more likely like... I don't know if it's a breeze or more like someone walks by a window. Right. And like the curtains move. So professors have had books thrown uh, thrown off the bookshelves at them. One prof- uh, one professor had a mug thrown at them and the mug broke on the wall behind them. Shit. Yeah. When the school was being uh, remodeled, a large paintbrush was thrown across the room at a contractor. There's one specific ghost that has been haunting the building since it was a hospital. It's a woman that walks through the hall screaming. It's believed that she's the woman that was burned alive in 1877. There's so much activity that the school gets blessings and liftings regularly. What? Yeah. Wow. So, um, I kind of love this, uh, haunted college. Mm-hmm. Even though it was, a, uh, a hospital beforehand Mm -hmm. so when i go to school i see clients in the clinic at school on tuesdays and thursdays um but i'm allowed to go up there on mondays wednesdays and fridays but if you go up there you're usually the only one there and i'm the only one that has taken advantage of going up there and it's super fucking creepy (laughs) 
And, like, where the clinic is used to be, like, the basement portion. And it used to be dorms. And, like, two suicides happened there. Well, two deaths. I think there were suicides happened there. And then, like, I used to get to school at, like, 6 a.m. even before professors did. And now we stay there super late till like, 1130 because of when classes get out. And it's so scary. And so I can't imagine knowing that shit happened. Because I don't even know that shit happened at my school. Right. So I can't imagine knowing shit happened and then know, going to school. <laughs> like, knowing shit happened, your school acknowledges shit happened. Like, I feel like that was that's what makes it worse for me. Yeah. It's like, they're not even like, no, this isn't real. Like, don't worry about this. Like, they're like, oh, no, we bring pre-senior here on the daily. <laughs> right. Right. Like, that we they bring holy water in. Like, yeah. Fuck. Like, no, that's terrible. <laughs> Like, I'd be freaked out if, yeah. like, I was, like, a freshman and, like, this weird shit happens and then, like, people are like, oh, yeah, this happens all the time. Y'all, like, no shit, though. Okay, so I've been going up to my college, like, by myself for a couple of semesters now, just, like, before class and after class to get shit done because I, I can't focus when I have the option of the bed to lay down in. <laughs> but in the clinic... Of, like, where the staff room and stuff is. There's all these computers. And then there's a copier and scanner. And there was three of us in there, like, one Thursday night around 6. And we were getting ready to leave. And I was in the file room, so not in the room. And then the other two girls were in there. And they come and get me. And they go, Bailey, are you, are you copying something? And I was like, no. Like, I don't even know how to work that copier. And, uh. They're like, the copier is going. And which isn't weird, but then I walk in and the copier lid is up too. And I was like, Y'all didn't do this? And we were like, No, we didn't use it all day. So, um, just got some ghosts hanging out. So I refuse to go back to the college by myself. <laughs> I like refuse because it's like, it's, it's gross. Yeah. I'm like scared I'm going to turn around and somebody's going to be there. Nope. Nope. Not today, Satan. Not today, Satan. Anyways, you didn't think that story was scary. I've I've heard the story already. Oh. So well, you could have acted like you didn't. Oh no way! <laughs> you could have acted like that was your first time hearing it. You could have pretended you were a virgin. Anyways, my reference <laughs> is that how it is. <laughs> That's how you end this shit. You can pretend to be a virgin. My references this week is asylumprojects.com. Uh, they're asylumprojects.org, hauntedauckland.com, T-E-A-R-A dot G-O-V-T dot N-Z, everything dot explain dot today. What? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's tiara dot government dot N-Z. Okay. Yeah. But so, yeah many, so many letters. Sorry about it alphabet soup over here but that's my story that's a great story it and then my personal story yeah and then you got real personal look at you yeah dare i say sharing your spirits yeah r.i.p boots and spirits um, oh my god did you stop <laughs> um wasn't yeah it, wasn't even that his was, podcast what nothing what'd you say <laughs> it wasn't even his podcast look i was as invested as everyone else involved <laughs> <laughs> anyways anyways that was a great story bailey great stories thanks uh 
And since Bailey also, since she just shared a very personal ghost story of hers, um, I would say if, you know, if you're listening to this and you have a story you'd like to share, just message us. We'd love to hear you guys' stories. If you guys have personal stories, anything crazy like that, you're home and uh, or you're home alone and something happens, you know, because I know COVID, but even before or COVID, if you're at your office alone because of COVID. Yeah. Or even before COVID, if you had some crazy childhood memory that you wanted to hear on the show, just message us. Follow us on our socials. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram, Happily Ever Haunted Podcast, and at Twitter at HEH Podcast. Yeah. And send us stories, send us, you know, comments. Tell us if you love the drinks that we're doing. If you've tried any of the drinks, if you tried the drinks, if you liked them, you hated them, (laughs) just let us know. And if you love the show, leave us a five star review on Apple Podcasts or Podchaser or wherever you get your podcast. And don't forget to send us pictures of that. And so you can get get stickers. stickers. Yes, because we got great stickers just in here collecting dust. And no one to send them to. No one to send them to. Lonely. All they have I'm is each other. So lonely. <laughs> I got nobody. Okay. All right. <laughs> Going way back to sixth grade. <laughs> On that note, um, seventh grade. Oh no. <laughs> Do you want to send us off? <laughs> and just remember, those that haunt together, stay together. Mm-hmm.